0: Welcome back to the Songbirds Radio Hour. I'm Reed Caldwell, the executive director of the Songbirds Guitar and Pop Culture Museum. Y'all give it up for the house band, the Vanguard. We'll bring Zoe out in just a sec, but first let's talk about tonight's special show. We have another foundation here with us tonight the Music Maker Foundation from Hillsborough, North Carolina, and we have a lot in common, mainly that we both strive to share the transformative experience of music. Songbirds Foundation primarily does this through our Guitars for Kids program, which over the last six years has given away more than 3,500 guitars and over a quarter million hours of free guitar lessons and music therapy to kids across the South. Yeah songbirds does a whole lot more we host over a hundred shows and educational events each year we teach thousands of kids how to rock we have not one but four youtube series a podcast a radio show many documentaries and an awesome museum full of amazing guitars we even have a free online guitar curriculum for everyone yada 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 we do great work but primarily like tonight's guest we're passionate about Music. The Music Maker Foundation is a nonprofit organization dedicated to preserving American roots music. One way they do this is by providing programs and resources to roots musicians who are marginalized by age, poverty, race, or gender. Tonight we'll be talking with Artie Dean, who's been a part of the Music Maker Foundation for more than 20 years, working with artists on producing and performing their unique music. Our guest musician is one of those artists, Charles Sugarheart Burroughs, a music maker partner who plays what he describes as down in the gutter, back alley storytelling blues. That sounds absolutely perfect for this show. So these guys will perform in a bit and we'll open up the floor for you, our audience, for an audience Q&A. But before we get to all that, let's hear one more from the house band, Zoe and the Vanguard.
1: Y'all going doing good tonight? Alright? So we're gonna have a good night tonight.
0: gotta love that creeping crawling version of hit the road jack y'all give zoe and the vanguard another round of applause as the, as the vanguard leaves the stage let me fill you in on tonight's guest since 1994 the music maker foundation has served more than 500 musicians ages 55 and older whose work spans the history of american music From blues and gospel to folk, Appalachian, and Native American music traditions, the foundation provides grants and other resources to musicians that make less than $25,000 a year. They also work to ensure that American roots music is always accessible to future generations. Our guest tonight, Artie Dean, has played the Chitlin Circuit, performed at Carnegie Hall, and played with legendary artists like Bo Diddley, Greg Allman, and Taj Mahal. As part of the Music Makers Foundation, Artie serves as the musical director and has recorded and produced music with many partner artists like Big Ron Hunter, Sweet Betty, and our musical guest tonight, Charles Sugarharp Burroughs. Now, please help welcome to the stage Artie Dean. Okay, All right. How's it going?
2: Good. I love Chattanooga. You guys are so lucky to live in one of the coolest towns there is. And this little pocket right here, I used to play here back in the 80s and 90s. I didn't know about this little area. I don't know if this is new or what, but it's...
0: It's because it wasn't here in the 80s or 90s. Oh. <laughs> this was like it, a burned out shell of a building, sort of. When, yeah, when but then, it's the
2: heart of the city. It's the train station. I mean, this is it. This is why Chattanooga's here, I think.
0: Yeah, this is where the this was the hub of it all. The, yes. This was terminal station. This is where all musicians came from all over the country to come here, especially coming to play on the Big Nine. I heard I heard these guys were walking around the museum today, and I heard a couple of holy hells when you would see a guitar or something that you really liked here. So I guess you guys are having a having a yes. blast here in yes. Songbirds.
2: Again, you guys are so lucky to have this. This ain't in New York City or not. You got it right here in Chattanooga. This is awesome. I'm jealous. <laughs>
0: I feel like it's an interesting thing that it's here in Chattanooga. and We're just so happy to be a part of the Chattanooga music economy and do these radio shows. So let's get on with some, some questions. Just tell me a little bit about the Music Makers Foundation.
2: Well, you know, it's a very beautiful thing. I was lucky. Um, back in the 80s, I was performing with a blues band and uh, a piano player that we had said, hey, we've got a young guitar player that wants to sit in with the group. We were playing in Boone, North Carolina. And the band said, no, we're professionals. We don't allow anybody to sit in, especially some young kid. No, we're not going to have it. Well, I told the keyboard player, you know, invite your buddy anyway. Let's just, you know, have him come out. So the kid showed up with a guitar, long hair, scraggly clothes, looked like a hippie, had a little amp and a little guitar. And I saw him. I says, I got on the microphone. Hey, everybody, let's give a big round of applause for that young man out there. Let's get him up here to sing one. So... I got in a lot of trouble with the band because that was a no-no. But the kid got up and played, and he was pretty good. And that was Tim Duffy. Tim Duffy was the founder of the Music Maker Foundation. Uh, He was just a college-age kid back then. So he came to me after that gig and said, Hey, Artie, I've got this old blues man. We need a drummer. And uh, I'm in. So (laughs) that's kind of where I started with Music Maker. That was just Tim and Guitar Gabriel, just the two of them playing at little coffee shops, and and I just tapped a little drum behind him, and that led to Carnegie Hall and everywhere else.
0: Yeah, tell tell people, fill people in a little bit more on exactly what the foundation's, like, mission and goals are. Just talk a little bit about that and how you're giving back.
2: I'm gonna go back to Guitar Gabriel. He was just an elderly gentleman that Tim had ran across doing his research at college about uh, history, African history and things, and he saw that this man was sort of Impoverished and but was a talent like an unbelievably talented man that couldn't afford groceries but yet he could play better than Gary Clapton. I mean, this just doesn't add up, but anyway, make a long story longer. Tim thought, I wonder how, how I can help this guy. You know, maybe I can you know get him some gigs and help him get you know some money coming in. So he did, he just started helping Guitar Gabriel, and then Guitar Gabriel said, Yeah, I've got some friends. And he started introducing him to some other old blues men that were just equally talented, crazy good players that lived in shacks and just horrible conditions. And Tim thought that's just a it's just a horrible waste of American talent and culture that just is just disintegrating and nobody even knows it exists. So he got together with some other folks that knew a little more about it than he did about creating a foundation and and he did. He started getting some support from other people, and uh, it started with just getting insure, uh cases of insure because these are elders, elderlies, and uh, he got them insurers to get their health a little better. and uh, he had just had a small group, four or five guys, that he was trying to support, and it, it just mushroomed, it just kept growing you know? and coaxed
0: them out of their houses with insure, just like, "Come on, come
2: on. That's where it
0: started. That's. I feel like that's a great thing. You look at. I'm from Mississippi originally, and uh, you know a lot of those old blues guys, especially the. Uh, I'm not really referring to the you know Delta blues. I'm talking about Hill Country blues, uh, like R. L. Burnside, Junior Kimbrough, and there's a bunch of those guys that are around. And there's been some people that have really gone out and done some great work. Fat Possum Records being one. Uh, Jimbo Mathis. Lots of people have helped kind of bring them back in. Uh, Buddy Guy's done some work. They've done worked with Sweet Tea Studios and. And they've done kind of the same thing. I think it's a really cool thing to do because there's so much great music that the general population doesn't know about and they should know about. And I think that's the important thing about what you guys do. So talk a little bit about why preserving roots music is important.
2: Well, it's our culture um, and it's our culture, period. Blues music didn't come from... Under Japan, here this is us. This is ours. It's truly an American art form, period, and that's our culture. If we don't have culture, what do we have? I mean, you know, we might as well be robots. And that's kind of one of the missions we're trying to preserve: American culture, uh, especially culture that is kind of been overlooked in a way. Um, you know, blues musicians were never, you know, regarded as you know like other sports figures let's say but it's authentic it's it's americana it's america it's just, that's it that's us
0: do you have a favorite moment you've worked with a lot of people uh maybe just sometime in your career that you have like a favorite moment of oh. this that you could oh. you can kind of drill down and say if i had to only have one moment this is it oh i know yeah. i love these dude, kind of questions put dude, them put you on the spot dude
2: dude yeah, I've been a front row, and I'll tell you, I will tell you my favorite moment, and it's not really one moment. It's a repeated event that I get to witness as a front row witness. I get to see Tim, maybe, would go out into the woods, in the backwoods of North Carolina, and find an elderly gentleman that's just sitting in a trailer, and who back in the 40s had hit records, but right now he's sitting in a trailer, forgotten, and Tim would walk up to the man and say, "You know, how you doing?" Well, I'm just sitting here waiting to die. And Tim would say, "Well, why don't you know? Why don't we get you a guitar and maybe make a CD and maybe put you on a little stage somewhere and you know get some things going?" I get to watch that man that had no hope, just despair, go from that to doing television commercials, playing Jazz Fest, and touring to Europe and it. I mean, like I get to see go go from here to here. I get to see this over and over and over and over again with the music maker. And that's, that's, my, that's my sweet spot.
0: I have to say that's, yeah, that's definitely applause worthy. I mean, it's just, uh, it's such a great mission. It's something really amazing to do. And uh, I think that, you know, these kind of programs are just essential. I think, you know, like Songbird Foundation, we, we're starting on the opposite end trying to introduce kids to music uh, provide, by providing them free guitars and free curriculum and music therapy and all this stuff and making sure they have a hands-on music education because that type of hands-on stuff is really what is what stuck with me, and that's kind of why I've translate, translated over into this Guitars for Kids program. And you're working on the other end, and I think it's really cool to kind of see these organizations kind of come together and have these this commonality um, and this kind of directional Growth.
2: Totally, totally, Reed. I agree. Because we're at the end of life operation. We, we're, we're letting some people have a, a moment in the sun before they leave this earth. And it's so crucial to pass it on. And this is one reason, uh, one thing that these guys are doing that is so crucial. We do have to pass this on. By the way, some of the young people playing blues today, it's shocking how good they are. And i it's shocking to understand how they're doing it. Uh, John Tavius, a young man, plays some wonderful great blues. Hey, little dude, man, you're so good. Who taught you this? Oh, I learned it on YouTube. Well, but it's true. He would listen to Robert Johnson or whoever on YouTube and, and get it. it. He's got it. He got it from YouTube, but he got it. And so, yes, what these guys are doing, are they're passing it on. That's crucial.
0: Yeah, it's. I feel like it's great what you're talking about about the the blues guys. It's it's great to see that they they have some awareness that that's how they got their start. They got their they got their music from these guys, and I mean a lot of them a lot of them really dug deep and really knew, know a lot about people that were maybe not as famous here, but they were bigger in Europe. And it's just really interesting to kind of see that whole. We're back to that 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 thing of music is circular, and, it, and it, so like w- when you're when you're supporting. Uh, Music Makers Foundation or Songbirds, you are, you are helping perpetuate that circle. You are, help, you are helping the musical dialogue continue year after year after year. So do check out uh, Music Maker Foundation. Um, y'all give a round of applause for Artie. So up next, our musical guest for the evening is Charles Sugarheart Burroughs. Artie, I was hoping you would do the honors and, and announce him. I'm going to move out of the way. All right. I feel like
2: Let's I hear from Brother Reed doing all the work here. Come on. All right. Yeah. I had the privilege of meeting this young man. Uh, I was hosting a blues jam in Huntsville, Alabama at this really crappy, smoky bar. But, you know, the blues guys could come and jam and we would and we would play till late hours in the night. And one night, this gentleman shows up and he had a harmonica and uh, he played with the band and I says, man, dude, you are good. And he, Well, I live in Birmingham because the jam I had was in Huntsville, so it's like a 100-mile drive. So that's why, oh, man, you're awesome. I hope I can see you again sometime. Well, a little time goes by and uh, Tim Duffy, my boss again, he says, Artie, you know, we got this festival coming up and they want a harmonica player and we don't have a harmonica player. said, Tim, I know of a harmonica player. <laughs> anyway, make a long story longer. We, we took Sugar Harp and he laid out a show that it was over. I mean, we said, Sugar, you are so cool. Let's make a record on you and let's get you going. Cause he's a super cool guy with some wonderful stories. And I'm so proud to be a part of his career right now. And, uh, I'm going to let him talk and do some songs. Let's hear it for Sugar Harp and the Vanguards.
3: hi good evening Uh, they can't see this on the radio but I did a little curtsy for the audience I'd like to say a a few words before I start playing I'm originally I was raised in Florida and Tampa Bay area but I had grandparents in New York and in, Cal- in California and in Georgia where I used to go Georgia to uh, visit my great grandfather who was Native American. He lived in a place called Plains, Georgia. And on the weekends, they used to get a jug of corn liquor and they'd get out in the backyard in the neighborhood and they had their own band. People would come by to play and they had instruments like washtub bass. Have you ever seen a washtub bass? They had diddly bows, you know what a diddly bow is? It's like a guitar with three strings and you bounce it up and down and you hit it with a bow and it makes some beautiful sounds. And, and, and uh, they played jugs and they played banister, it's called a banister bass. They got some bailing wire with a nail or an eye hook and tied it together on the top of the banister and came and bring it down to the bottom of the banister. And they tightened it to tune it up. And when you pluck it, the whole porch would be the, like the resonator. And we would, and it was the best bass sound in the old houses. <laughs> the best bass sound you ever wanna hear. And it was just one thump, 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 thump. But everybody jumped in and played their little rhythms. And this, this was 68 years ago. He played harmonica with rubber bands around his ear and harmonica in his mouth and he played a guitar made out of an orange crate with bell and wire strings, it had three strings on him, and he had a bottleneck that he would strum and he would, he would play a tune with the bottleneck. And he had a harmonica laying by his side and I grabbed the harmonica and I went to put it in my mouth and he knocked it out of my hand and he told me he says don't you ever pick up another man's axe and he says i'd much rather you sleep with my wife than to pick up my axe and then i said granddaddy i do sleep with your wife (laughs) not not really understanding what he was saying but to make a long story short He gave me a harmonica 68 years ago, and he taught me a a few tunes and he says, when you come back next summer, if you don't know how to play those tunes, I'm taking my, I'm not gonna tell you what he said, the words. (laughs) He said, I'm taking my harmonica back. I said, okay. So I came back next and I was playing George Gershwin, "Summertime." I learned that tone. It's one of my first songs. I learned how to play gospel, uh, gospel music. One of the the oldest gospel song there there, there is, and uh, a few other things. And he was amazed, and he says, "I'm going to buy you a whole set." So he did. He bought me a set, and the rest is history. I've been playing every since, about sixty eight years, and. So, here we go. I'm, I'm, g- I'm going to do a song called Black Cat
4: Bone.
3: I want you to give these guys a round of applause. My baby's got a black cat bone
4: I believe
3: She got a black cat bone Cause every time I try to leave I have to go back home I believe The little girl, she got a black cat bone Cat bone. Because it's time, I think I got it right. I got it dead wrong. Break it down just a little bit, you know. I went down to Texas, down to Wichita Falls. Start thinking about that big leg woman. I couldn't do no work at all. You know why? She got a black cat bone. <laughs> I think I got it right I got it dead wrong Start thinking about that big leg woman. Couldn't go nowhere at all, cause I believe I got a big mouth. She got a black, black, black bone. Because every time I try to leave, I try to go back home. Anybody know what you mean by a black cat bone? Anybody know what that is? Okay, hey, nobody, that, that, that's a part of the blues also. All the little fables, all the little uh, stick a pin in the ground and hear the devil beat his wife stuff. It's one of them little fables. Well, it's a little fable about if you wanna keep your man at home, you gotta give him a black cat bone. And what you do, I'll be satisfied with just a chicken bone because you're supposed to get a black cat, put him in a pillowcase, (laughs) and beat him. (laughs) Listen, that ain't all man. And you boil him and you find the wishbone and you put it in his pillowcase. And they say he'll never leave home. And there's some people back there in the backwoods, blues people now. I'm I'm part of them, but I I, I don't believe in that, and I I, I don't do that. (laughs) But that's the fable part of the song, Black Cat Bone. Okay. The the next songs I'm going to do, I wrote all except maybe one or two of them. And the first time I'm gonna do is called "Busted and Disgusted." And I can't be trusted And I'm meaner than a junkyard dog I said, I'm best And right now I'm meaner I'm meaner than a junkyard dog drink muddy water and sleep outside in a hollow log I came home one night and my key wouldn't fit my front door anymore wouldn't fit my front door anymore and I looked in the living room window and I seen an eviction notice laying on my living room floor so you can understand why I'm busted, disgusted and I can't be trusted and I'm meaner Junkyard dog. Bassin' and discussing And right now, I'm meaner in a junkyard dog. I'm so mad I can drink muddy water and sleep outside on a hollow log. If you think that's bad. I pawned my harmonicas so I can pay the man and keep my car. But the very next day, they towed my car away. I'm busted, disgusted, and I can't be trusted. And i need a junkyard dog. I'm so mad I can drink mighty water And sleep outside in a hollow log Listen to this if you think it's bad My next little neighbor He said, I don't know why you want to go in Because your woman's known there She ran away with your best friend I'm busted, disgusted, and I can't be trusted. And I meet up as a just got dog. (laughs) I'm so mad I could drink muddy water and sleep outside in the hollow log. I want to especially introduce it to you it's about the blues and religion gospel you know the old people said that the blues is the devil's music I lost my mom last year about this time and she used to say that, uh, that it's it's the devil's music so, I wrote this song And here it goes When your soul goes to heaven Okay, here it goes I get kind of choked up a little bit when I sing this I hope you rise to heaven before the devil knows you're gone I said I hope your soul rise to heaven before the devil knows you're gone this is my wish for you and me when it's time for us to go on listen to me you know they say the blues is the devil's music and that makes me the devil's son but why in the world does the devil have to have all the fun I hope you so rise to heaven before the devil knows you're gone (laughs) and that's my wish for you and me when it's time for us to go home backwards again This next song, it's called uh, "Mama, Mama." It's about a young lady that I met, and she was so good to me and nice to me. I had to write home at the time and tell my mom. It's about this young lady I met in Louisiana and she was really nice to me and she was so nice to me I had to write home and tell my mama about it. I had to call my mama. And this is what I said. I said, Mama, mama, I got to tell you about this little girl of mine. I got to tell you about this little girl of mine. I said, she's so fine. But all she want to do is make love all the time. You know what? I came home late one night. And I thought I was in trouble. She said, don't worry about it, shiver. You're just going to have to make love to me double. I said, mama, mama. (laughs) I got to tell you about this little girl of mine. She's so fine. But all she want to do is make love all the time. You know early one night she said sugar what's wrong with you she said don't worry sugar just get down on your knees and do what a man's supposed to do." I said mama mama I gotta tell you about this girl of mine she's so fine All she want to do is make love all the time Get this, get this She feeds me well And she give me vitamins to keep me alert Then she sat on the kitchen table and says Guess what's for dessert I said mama, mama, mama I got to tell you about this girl, man She's so fine. All she wanna do is make love all the time. Come in for a minute. Yeah. I want you to answer this answer question. How come my dog don't bark? When you come knocking at my front door, I keep asking myself. How come my dogs don't bark? When you come knocking in my front door, you know what I believe. I believe, mister. He been in my house feeding my dogs when I'm not home before. How come my dogs don't bark? When this man come knocking at my front door. I don't know, I don't know. I oh. How come my dog? Just don't bar. When this man come knocking at my front door. I believe he been in my kitchen squeezing my lemons. Cause I can see the juice all over the kitchen floor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Black cat bone. Cause every time I try to leave. Got gotcha. you. Got gotcha, your gotcha moments. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one more and get out of your hair. One more. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a prankster. I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta put it on you before I get off the stage. I've messed up too many times. <laughs> my shoes Oh, sugar had a case of that old oh, walking blues woke oh, up this morning looking around for my shoes you know you know sugar had a case and I know you had too and that old walking blues you know what they say some people say the blues ain't bad But the blues can be the worst thing a man could ever have Woke up this morning Looking around for my shoes Because sugar had a case Of that old walking blues I walked to the east And I walked to the west but I'm gonna walk to the person that's gonna love me the best. Oh, up this morning, looking around for my shoes. Sugar had a case of that old walking blues.
0: Too kind. Thank you. Y'all give another, or continue to give him a big round of applause. Thank you so much, Charles Sugar, Hart Burroughs, y'all. Woo! So we're about to move on to the, quest- uh, the Q&A, audience Q&A, but, but first I'm going to get you, uh, Sugar, you stay up here for a second. Uh, we're going to get Artie back up here for a little special thing, so just hang out for one second.
2: Right now I am been commissioned to award this young man right here with an award, a lifetime achievement award from the Music Maker Foundation, presented to Sugar Harp for a lifetime achievement in the blues, right here, right now.
3: I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I'm glad I'm alive to enjoy it because a lot of my friends, blues friends, I just lost one on Monday. I've had, Since the pandemic, I lost 18 blues musician friends that I know, some famous and some not so famous. And I, 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 I'm 75 and I, I hung in there, I, but uh, I, I uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> I don't tear up that easy. I'm kind of a tough customer, but uh, this is a special occasion and, and I like to share it with each and every one of you.
0: Well, we're going to take a minute. We're going to get Artie back up here and Sugar's going to stay up for a minute if he doesn't mind. And we'll let the audience ask some questions. You guys come on Artie, come on up here and, um, We'll uh, let you guys ask whatever your burning innermost questions are. So just raise your hand, wait for a mic to get to you, um, and then ask your question, and then we'll uh, move on from there. I've got a question for you, Sugar. I'm yes. Right, right here in the middle. Oh, what is yeah, it? I guess you're, you're a veteran in a couple of ways. What, what advice would you give for young players, people just starting out that might be listening?
3: Okay, what, what I told, what I would tell them is that don't think about music. Don't think about uh, music theory. Don't think about uh, organized music uh, and stuff like this. I says, learn a couple of any kind of tune you hear, anything you hear in your mind that's in rhythm. Uh, copy off the radio, or somebody's voice. That's how I did. Copy your own voice, your own mind, and let your imagination go wild.
0: Definitely. I want to point out at this minute before we get to this next question that this band's never played together before until like 20 minutes before this. So they, they killed it. And I feel like that's a great thing about music is it's this common form of communication that you can get up and you can do something like this. So y'all give this band another round of applause, and then we'll get to it. Yes. Music is really universal. I know some guys that
3: play the blues can't speak a bit of English, but when we play the blues, they understand what we each other saying.
0: Yeah, that's the power. So we got a question back here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I might have missed it, but where did you say you were born and raised?
3: I was born in in Columbus, Georgia, but my 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 father was in the Navy. He was. I'm a. I was a, a military brat at the time. At the time, and he moved to Tampa, Florida, with my mom. He dragged us all to Tampa, Florida, and I spent most of my vulnerable years in Tampa, Florida. But I, I used to go to Georgia. Alabama back and forth visiting relatives but I'm a I'm a Florida boy boy but right now I'm healing from Birmingham Alabama I'm a Bama boy <laughs> yeah.
0: other questions
1: out of all the artists that you've played with who was your favorite like who'd you vibe with the most
3: well well um I could tell you all the artists that I didn't play with that was my favorite <laughs> Serious. That that I, I I I played with, with with the Almond brothers once in a, in the studio, and um, I uh, I played with James Brown before, uh, and, and um, uh, in in St. Albans in New York, my grandparents lived in New York, and I used to go visit them. And they took me by his house a couple of times, and he happened to be going in the house. And I just jumped out and ran up. He says, who are you? <laughs> and, I, and, and I told him, and I told him what i do. And he invited me right, right into his house, beautiful house. His house was all, I got to tell you a little story about James Brown's house. His house was all black, painted black. Inside, furniture black, big baby grand black piano in the middle of the little floor. But outside of his house, on the lawn, he had some little white guys eating watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) And he told me, I said, what is this? He said, reverse discrimination. (laughs) 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 He did and he said and and he said and he got a white he says I got a white limousine driver and he said I don't hate anybody but I want to let I want to pay him back (laughs) I I, I had to tell that story it was I I died I cried all day I laughed and died all, all day half the night but at any rate the best person that I never played with that I befriended was Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. I never played with him. Unfortunately, when I met him at the Fillmore East, when he formed a group called the Band of Gypsies with uh, Buddy Miles, and uh, he gave me a card to his studio, Electric Ladyland, and he invited me to come to his studio and, and make some music. But before that happened, the next year or so, he went to England and he, he passed away. He never, he, he never really f- fulfilled his, his, his dreams. He, he Unfortunately, he passed away. I, I, I've crossed paths with some of the best.
0: Y'all give another round of applause for this wonderful man, this great, talented band. Before we wrap up for the evening, we're gonna get Zoe and the Vanguard back up to do one more song and then uh, I'll I'll take us out with a closing remarks and we'll be done. So y'all give another round of applause for Zoe and the Vanguard. Y'all give this great band another round of applause. Give my man Sugar some love as well. You guys killed it. Thank you so much. Well, that takes us to the end of another Songbirds Radio Hour. And as the vanguard plays us out, I'd like to leave you with this. In a time when divisiveness is rampant, music becomes a more essential part of our society. Music brings people together, providing a communal bridge, linking unlike minds, and forging relationships. Music is one of the most transformative forms of communication, transcending barriers and creating common ground. It has the ability to bind us together as well as strengthen us as individuals. Music molds and shapes our perspectives and changes us into better, stronger, and more tolerant people. Organizations like Songbirds and the Music Makers Foundation are striving to further those values and share the power of music. We hope that you will join us as we strive to make our communities better through music. And that's our show. Thanks for joining us here at Songbirds. Until next time, do your part to preserve our music history. And good night. Play us out. Woo!